0: This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO, 91.7 FM, the word. And today I welcome J. Otis Ledbetter to Author's Corner. He has recently written In the Secret Place for God and You Alone, which is published by Heritage Builders Global. He'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. And time prevents me from telling you all about uh, Otis, but here's a little bit of information. He and his wife, Gail, live in Clovis, California. He is an author, conference speaker, and the lead pastor at Sunrise Church. He holds a Doctor of Ministry degree from Liberty University's Theological Seminary and has written numerous articles for magazines as well as numerous books. And this one he's going to share with us today in the secret place for god and you alone otis welcome back to author's corner
1: thank you for having me roberta i appreciate it very much
0: absolutely glad to have you back um so this is a very small in size book but packed with lots of great inspiration uh so why don't we start with the basics it's called in the secret place so what is a secret place
1: Well, it's a place, and God has uh, made it clear, particularly through His servant David, it's a place where He wants to meet with us and and do His business out of Satan's reach, and that's key right there, because most of us have a real difficulty in getting the will of God done, or even for that matter, knowing the will of God, because the confusion that the evil one can bring Mm -hmm. in our hearts and our minds. So God has prepared a place, and He called it the secret place. My, um, That's my life's not just verse, that's my life's life's whole chapter, Psalm 91, where He says, He that Mm -hmm. dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide on the shadow of the Almighty. And Mm -hmm. then He gives us no less than 18 promises Mm -hmm. if you abide there. And one thing when I when I started to write this book it, it was really for me because this is the way since since probably about 10, 10 or 11 years old that I have prayed to God I have sensed that secret place because of the loss of a very close friend my age mm. it, it you know sort of devastated me when I was younger and I found a place in my dad's church where nobody else could go and I really, mm. as a young kid, I could talk to God about it mm. and other things that were in, you know, in my life. And I began to wonder, Roberta, is there a place that God gives us that's like this physical place where I can go under the stairs in the janitor's closet, squeeze back in a corner and be alone with my thoughts? Is there a place? And I began to realize there was. And I got I ran across Psalm 91, and it has been my life's verse. Since then, and Mm. then I, I also saw that um, David talked about the secret place many Mm -hmm. times in Psalms. Where Psalm thirty-one, he said, "You'll hide them in the secret place of your presence." I think it's Psalm twenty-seven where he says, uh, "In the time of trouble, he's going to hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his Mm. tabernacle."
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: Hebrew scholars told me that in in Psalm ninety-one. There, there's a redundancy when the word "secret place" is used. That it actually says a secret place, place, which means there is a place. Mm. In the New Testament Jesus describes it as a closet. He right. says, "Go in your closet," mm-hmm. and and then he also says, with that, what he reveals in secret or what is done in secret, he will re- he will reward you openly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that secret place is so important, and I just want every person that I can come in contact with to know God desires to be alone with you. Mm-hmm. And it's intimacy and connection that we need, and intimacy and connection that He wants to give to us. And that's, that's why the secret place is so
2: vital to our lives. hmm
0: Well, and Jesus gave us that example, didn't he? I mean, he withdrew so that he could meet with the Father, and as people often say, if Jesus needs to meet with the Father, we most certainly do.
1: (laughs) We most certainly do.
0: Yes yes so um, you say that God makes His will clearer to us when we commune with him but doesn't make it easier. So you've kind of alluded to finding God's will in uh, easier in this secret place but why do, why do you say that he doesn't make it easier?
1: When he wants to be clear to you,
0: he wants to be
1: clear because you're going to need that clarity
0: mm.
2: uh,
1: in because there's going to be some heavy things come your way, and you're going to doubt that if you don't have that clarity, you're going to doubt that that was God's voice. If I could just say, uh, give you this illustration, I say it in the book, and it really was one of the reasons I, I I put this all down. Is I was I was happy in a ministry in Southern California, and I got a phone call one day. When Gail and I, my wife, we were just napping after a Sunday, you know, after a Sunday meal. And um woke me up, and it was my dad on the phone. And he said to me, Otis, uh, the church, he, he pastored up in, up here in Clovis. He said, the church has voted 100% to call you as pastor. Oh, And, and I said, well, Dad, there's two problems there. <laughs> One, I'm really, really happy where I am. And the second thing is, I wasn't candidating. And he, he said to me, well, son, then you've got a decision to make, don't you? And he hung up the phone. So there, there I was with that. I went back and laid down. And my uh, wife said, "Who was that? I said, well, that was bad. She said, what do you want? I said, you won't believe it. And I told her. And she didn't particularly like that area of Fresno, of, of California, the Fresno area, the desert. And it's really, it's really, really hot. She preferred to stay in Southern California, and I knew she wouldn't want to go, so I didn't even give it a second thought. But I told God um, one day when he started to press on my heart, Mm -hmm. that's where I want you. And I told God in my secret place, not out loud, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in my secret place, uh, because Satan can't read your thoughts as much as we would think he should, but he can, so he didn't know what I was thinking and i told god you know if you, if you can change my heart then you can change Gail's. Mm-hmm. and so i'm not i'm not going to do anything until that happened so about 2 or 3 weeks later i was sitting in my office and uh, at the college where we were professors I was, and, and the door opened and gail came in and she turned around and closed the door behind her well i thought Okay, this is serious. <laughs> she, she, she wants a private conversation. Then she walked over to my desk, stood in front of it, and with her hands on her hips. That, Roberta, <laughs> I've seen that before, and I said, I'm really in trouble. I don't know what I've done. And I just said to her, what? She said, Otis, if uh, if God calls you to go to Fresno, let's go. Hallelujah. Um, I, you could have pushed me over with a feather. Yeah. And, and that that was very clear. We went to our children, and we talked to our children, and they also said, Dad, if that's where God wants you, then that's where we need to be. And they yeah. were, I think, one was 13, one was 11. So the clarity was there for us. And when we got to the church, it was a very unhealthy and a very unhappy church. Mm. And honest, honestly, for a couple of weeks, we went why. Why are we here?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why did we do this? And the clarity uh, was was important. I, and during that time, Roberta, I got three offers from churches that I would have liked to have pastored.
0: Mm. But
1: since God was clear that this is where I need to go, I turned them down. Right? See, that, that clarity is so important. It didn't make it easier at this mm-hmm. church. It mm-hmm. just made it more clear, this is where I'm supposed to be.
0: Yes. Well, my first pastor said to me that when you feel like you've got the call of the Lord, he says, you pray until you know that you know that you know that this is what you're (laughs) supposed to do. Because if you don't know for certain, then these temptations to do something differently will certainly be the tool of the enemy to get you distracted. And so we're talking right now with J. Otis Ledbetter about his book, In the Secret Place for God and You Alone. Alone, It's published by Heritage Builders Global and you're listening to Author's Corner and the, we're just enjoying this conversation so much Otis. Uh, one of the things you said was that the devil does not know your thoughts and I want you to amplify on that a little bit more because people think that, t- that he does but in your book you talk about what we say being something that we need to be more mindful of and so talk to us about um, that difference about exposing ourselves by saying it out loud versus having thoughts.
1: He, he cannot read our thoughts. and uh, He's a being. He's in a single place at a single time. People people give him omnipresent. Mm-hmm. The devil isn't everywhere at once. He's right. only one place. And we give him omniscience, that he knows everything, Because and he can read our thoughts. He cannot. He does not have God's attributes. As much as he wants mm-hmm. them, he does not have them. So he cannot read your thoughts. Jesus can read your thoughts and that that was borne out when he was talking to his disciples when he knew what they were thinking he did answer the questions they were asking in their mind but your thoughts are more of a spiritual prayer is more spiritual Uh, out loud prayer is uh, more in real time it's physical it's more in real time and if people around you can hear you pray well certainly the spirit world can hear Mm -hmm. you pray and, and they know what you're struggling with they know what it is in your future as far as you're concerned, which gives them a heads up as to how to thwart god's mm. plan in your life now people say well god can make them deaf well he can can he can make them blind you well he can but will he you know if if you go out on on a train track and you stand there and it's a freight train coming god is powerful enough to stop that train right but would he
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, he's given you the brain and the smarts not to do that, um, and so likely you're going to suffer the consequences of your action if you do that. And sometimes our prayers out loud, we tell the devil our plans before they're even they even have a chance to, mm. to get started. Mm. For instance, in the in the Old Testament, Daniel. Um, Nebuchadnezzar uh, had a dream, and he called his wise men and said, I want you to tell me the, the interpretation of the dream. They said, okay, tell us what you dreamed, and we'll tell you the interpretation. <laughs> he said, no, I know you you guys. I want you to tell me what I dreamed and then interpret it,
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and then I'll know it's true. And they said, well, we can't do that. Only those that dwell with the gods can do that. He said, well, I'll tell you what. You either do it or I'm going to cut your heads off and burn your houses <laughs> down. And That's real motivation, you know. And so they said, we know a guy. So they went to Daniel.
2: Mm-hmm. Daniel
1: said, I'll go before the king. And of course, we know he went before the king. And in his secret place, where he prays every day, mm-hmm. God revealed to Daniel the dream and the interpretation. Not out loud, in the vision, in a mm-hmm. secret place. Okay. Daniel did not run to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and say, hey, <laughs> guess what God told me? Uh-huh. Guess what I know? He held it in his heart until he was on the proper stage mm. at the proper time where only God could get to glory. Mm. And that's what we, and Mary did the same. Mary pondered all these mm-hmm. things in her heart. Joseph was uh, visited by God, uh, by Jesus, in a dream uh, that she pregnant, in a dream to get him, get Jesus down to Egypt. Mm. It, the secret place is used all through the Bible. And those are, that's the promptings that God puts in your heart. And when you speak it out loud, you give the devil a, a, a leg up to be mm. able to thwart that. You know, mm. there's a saying out there in the military that says, loose lips,
2: sink ships."
0: Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that explanation. And we're going to have to cut our conversation to a quick end here otis um let me remind the Mm -hmm. listeners though that you're talking to us today about your book in the secret place for god and you alone so tell our listeners how they can find out more about this book and others that you've written
1: well my author's page is simply j o james otis that's the initials j o ledbetter.com and all the books are on there.
0: All righty. So one more time, the book is In the Secret Place for God and You Alone, written by J. Otis Ledbetter. And we certainly thank him for providing a copy of the book for us to talk about today. Otis, has been a real pleasure. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Roberta. God bless you.
0: And to our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. And as a reminder, if you miss any part of today's interview or would just like to hear it again, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform or through KNEO.org. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join us again next time.
1: God's Word speaks truth. God's work speaks life. And God's Word speaks to us today. Hi, I'm Pastor John Marons of the Granby Christian Church. Each week we explore God's Word together on In the Shadow of Your Wings, a radio broadcast on KNEO. Tune in each Saturday at 6.45 p.m. to hear the show. And if you ever miss it, you can always view the archive online at kneo.org. We also have the program available as a podcast as well, so you can listen anytime, anywhere. It's available from Sky High Podcast Network. I invite you to check out the show and learn more about our incredible God and how He cares for you. You can trust Him. You can depend on Him,
2: and you can rest in the shadow of His wings.